0: Um, so today uh, is the continuing little talk about the parameters. Today we're at energy. But before we do that, I'd just like to say something about, I don't know if you heard today, there was mass terrorist attack in Sri Lanka aimed at Christians. Um, Easter Sunday. Uh, the Buddhist teaching is very clear about other religions. Is you just got to pay them respect, and um, doesn't matter what their religion is. The fact that they're making an effort has to be respected and encouraged. So, why there's so much enmity between religions, I've never understood. But, yeah. It's a sad day. Hundreds, hundreds of people died in Sri Lanka, and uh, religious intolerance carries on everywhere. Um, if, if you remember last week's talk, which was also, I guess, lecture on the golden mean. The golden mean is pretty well universal amongst religions, and uh, certainly doesn't make for Blowing up churches. So, um, so patient, uh Sorry, last week was patience. I suppose we have to have patience with, <laughs> with what's going on. At least not get too involved. Certainly, you mustn't get angry, uh, as the Dharma says. Anger is never defeated by anger. So um, today is Vidya. Um, Vidya. And I always like to go into the etymology of the terms um, because English is a language that doesn't deal very well with Buddhist ideas. Um, When we say energy, we tend to think of caffeine rush um, or excitement. I'm full of energy today. That's not what the um, Indians think of as energy at all. The, the older meaning of the term is the state of being a strong man. And V um, is to suffuse. It means to be completely suffused with energy. And Ria is to uncover fearlessness. Um, but that's slightly derived because the older etymology was to do with semen and um, manliness, and you have to forgive Sanskrit, it is a gendered language, so and at that time many of the terms were based on a not too distant uh, at that time uh, history of warriorship, so manliness. So luckily the Buddha even though he was a a warrior, warrior king, um, soon soon got past being manly and strong um, to uh, translate it as energy in the sense of persistence, persevering, uh, effort and exertion. The earlier one um, actually still is in in, in English language, is the root of valor and vigor so um, also probably the vanquish um, but for the for the Buddhist in the parami sense of the parameters is um, preserving an effort making a right effort energy in that effort and it's again um, oh to uncover and be fearless about uncovering it is that we already have all the qualities of a Buddha we just have buried them so it's uncovering them we don't have to drink a pot of coffee before you come out to get this kind of energy if you just stop um, covering it up it will naturally come out It's, it's a natural form of energy that we have It's very important for meditation because one of the um, defilements of meditation is sleepiness. And um, for the Soto Zen tradition we're we're just sitting. Mindfully sitting, paying attention. And in that way we're making an effort. It's, It's not the kind of gonna get up today and make an effort i'm gonna be full of energy and i'm really gonna keep to my diet um, till i open the cookie jar and then i'm gonna feel really bad it's not that kind of active energy it's a passive energy that is keen on making sure that we follow the right thing to do And in meditation, that's just to pay naked attention, not to think about things, not to pay Uh, a lot of attention to the distractions that arise. It's the energy that just keeps putting us back on our subject. Um, For the the Buddha, um, he thought of it, and I'm just going to read a little bit here, Um, he thought of it as um, a mental factor. It's one of the six occasional mental factors in Theravada or one of the 11 virtuous mental factors in Mahayana Abhidharma. And in this context, is defined as the attitude of gladly engaging in what is wholesome. It's the function is to cause one to accomplish wholesome acts. And uh, in the Mahayana tradition, it is the mind intent on ever ever active, devoted, unshaken, not turning back, indefatigable. It perfects and realises what is conducive to the positive. So, not caffeine, but a calm, peaceful energy that keeps us turning back as many times as possible to what is wholesome. And just like all the other parameters, they all come up together as as you perfect um, morality. The second one, you'll have more energy to perfect that morality. And as you become more moral, the mind becomes more cal- calm and more energy comes up. Um, one of the Nivarana's sorry, um, hindrances, is uh, sloth and torpor, which is one that affects me quite a bit. <clears throat> um, another kind of lack of energy actually is where you become so absorbed that you're in a trance-like state and then you just zoned out for want of a better word so if you're that kind of zoned out that much you're you're not applying energy Um, there's no active engagement in increasing the good and for um, within Zen the ultimate good is uh, universal enlightenment so um, we're always working for the benefit of other beings so it's, it's not. I'm going to become so energetic that I can go out there and clear the yard. It's just I'm going to exert myself to be always doing what is right, and in that way that the energy must never leave you. Um, Sloth and torpor a distraction, a hindrance to the mind. Uh, energy to do the wrong thing, to be not not mindful, not, not to be energetic towards always being moral is not only a lack of energy, it's, it's a lack of wholesomeness too. So it's always to do the right thing, to have the energy to always turn the mind back to the right thing. Just like with all the Paramis, as I said earlier, Paramis are um, an aspiration, a a standard that we look to. They're not a standard that we test ourselves against. So uh, with the Paramis, we're always trying to aspire to more effort but we don't beat ourselves up. It's not, oh, I'm so, I'm so tired today. I can't be bothered to sit. Oh, I feel so bad about not sitting. No, I'm just going to go back to sleep. Um, that's, that's not energetic. But then again, you don't have to test yourself against the parami. Do I have the energy? Avlo Um, Well, when you have the mind of Avalokiteshvara, you have Avalokiteshvara's energy. Um, But that's not where most of us are. So you just do your best, try to be energetic, but not be excited. One of the problems in meditation is if you give rise to too much energy and it's out of balance, then it becomes excitement, and that in itself is a distraction. the mind will start hopping around. The little monkey mind has made a lot mentions, nibbling this, nibbling that. And yeah. It's like it can be very energetic and excited, but it's it's not it's not just sitting. It's in so, um, as with all the other paramis, uh, it's a process. It's a training. The more that you meditate the more you have the energy and meditate and as long as it doesn't become a habit where you just oh well you know it's eight o'clock uh, time to sit and you know. yeah i hope this eight o'clock becomes eight thirty 30 soon because i've got a load of stuff to do that's not meditating either either it's not not with wholesome energy it's um it's just a habit and uh Habitual energy is doesn't have that same act of will that you. Sometimes the most important meditation you do is when you feel less like doing it. It's like, oh no, I got to meditate now. I got so many things I got to do, and I don't really have time for it. And I don't want to do it, and oh, I'm aching, but oh I better do it. That's that's right, energy. Even though it doesn't feel like energy, it's it's that energy that encourages you to do it, even when you're sloth slothful. Um, torpor, torpor a wonderful word. Um, easy easy to sit in mental torpor and think you're meditating, I'm just like, oh, there's absolutely nothing going on, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, that's that's not energy too. So, um, interestingly, when people talk of the six paramis, six parameters, parameter is when you look at it from this shore and it's gone to that. What has gone to the other shore and has been left behind? Um, that's the perfection. The parami is the perfection. Uh, but when when you talk of the parameters, that nearly everybody will think of. Um, Sela. Uh some think of concentration, but most people think of Prajna. <coughs> we we pay respect to Prajna, Paramita, we often chant the Heart Sutra. Probably energy, Paramita is the least spoken of of anything. In actual fact, when Meido asked me to talk about it, I said, well, probably could do that in half a lecture. And I started to think about it and I thought, well, no, you know, each of the parameters is equally important. It's just that I haven't thought much about energy. so uh, It's uh, been quite instructive to me this week, actually reading some things about energy and just how different the Buddhist conception of energy is. It, its It's a passive, non-excited resolution more than the energy, so and the Buddha is uh, he, he always <laughs> redefined the terms of his time. Um, so in the Mahabharata Virya is a uh, great king striding out the under, undergo battle in a heroic fashion, and the Buddha said, "Well no, just make sure you're doing the right thing and you will be a true hero." So, a little early. as a right. so I know they're supposed to be half that but lots of times for
1: questions. <clears throat> um, when you were talking at the uh, you know kind of opening up your talk, talking about other religions and and what that means in Buddhism, um, I'm reminded of actually something that a former Sangha member of ours had said. Um, when talking about you know like like many people that end up at OAN, people are coming from different spiritual backgrounds. That you know sometimes there's a period of atheism or agnosticism in there, and then people find you know come to OAN. Uh, I remember someone sharing that you know while they had been raised Christian, they felt much more Christian now practicing Buddhism than they ever had when they were actually a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that sentiment a lot. I think especially on a day like this, it is very important to think about other traditions. Um, it reminds me as well. I, I know the quote from Amelie, I'm certain it's from other things as well. But there's a quote: "Only the fool, or only the fool, looks at the finger that points at the sky." Um, I think that that's kind of the same thing that you were talking about as well. Is that everyone's? We're all trying our best to figure it out. And you know, who are we to look down on anyone else who's trying to find some type of spiritual fulfillment in there, in their in their existence?
0: So yeah, just, and sharing. even if. Uh, um, people seem to be going really quite wrong Uh, materialistic atheistic uh, heavily into drugs trying to block everything out whatever they're doing um, we have to have compassion towards all beings Um, in the Buddhist teaching I think the Buddhist religion is probably one of the only ones and uh, apologies to the Members who are more of the Tibetan lineage, and uh, in the, in most of the Buddhist teaching, there's there's no battling of demons and you know Mara, who tried everything he could to stop the Buddha from becoming enlightened, um, was not exempted from um, Buddha's compassion. And um, I think we're the only religion that, you know, the truly evil still deserve compassion and understanding because they're suffering too in fact they're adding to their suffering at a far greater rate than most other people. When I see terrorism I want to get angry and have feelings of this has got to be stopped and Also, it's the uh, anniversary of the Columbine shootings too. Um, But those two young men suffered terribly. Not only did they inflict suffering, they were suffering. That's why they inflicted suffering. If you, as the Buddha says, exert all your energy to always do what is wholesome and right, then you tend to be pretty happy. My... Why?